You're on time to talk sports with raw mind. Game day, who plays with updates of all kinds? From press box to sideline, who got cut, who got signed? Who's clutch when it's crunch time? The starting lineup or the pine? These athletes compete, some without even trying. You want a championship, you gotta grind. When them bright lights shine, and this game go nine. They gon' cover the story, not quite like Ryan. Exclusive interviews, dudes plug like Mike Line. He's got the inside scoop of why, who got fine? Prime, time, got the game statistics. I could say, if you wasn't at the game, you missed it. But now, raw mind sports covers the distance. Front row, that's close, like a coach's assistant. You wanna be in the know? Eyes open and listen. This is raw mind sports, another edition. Some last night it was a great night, to some it wasn't. But one thing I do know, at the very moment. Oh, let me stand up with this one. <laughs> everybody say, I see you. Everybody else can. Here we go. We got Alex Robson here, Robson Podcast. On the way, he's a Jets fan, Die Hard fan. Oh, we got a lot to talk about that. We don't find too many of those. But here we go. We're back in a few seconds. Here we are, here we are, let's go, let's go. Welcome to Rock Mind Sports, I'm your host, Ryan Jones. Today, I told you right there, I got Alice Robinson, the host of Robinson Podcast. I might be wrong, but I'm going to let you, um, <laughs> Rock Mind Sports, everything is unscripted, and it is what it is. So here we go. Alice, introduce yourself, Shh, you enter the Raw Mind Zone right now. It is an absolute pleasure to be here, man. My name is Alex Robson. I am the host of the Robson Sportscast and also a member of the Warzone Sports Network and soon to be starting back up a little show we call Not the Same Old Jets, myself and Joe Skirto, a pair of Jets fans who finally seem to have some hope. Maybe every time we do this, it seems to always turn back around and turn out to be pretty crap. But we're hopeful, as always, sometimes to a fault, but I am a... Diehard Jets fan, diehard draft fan, diehard sports fan, just in general. I am super pumped to be here, Ryan. Thank you for having me on. Man, what what a night last night, and it's an honor to have you on. I know you're a busy guy, so as a Jets fan, let's go ahead and get into it. You wanted Debo Samuel, but you didn't get it. But first, we start, before we go into it, Essential Collections. Essential Collections by Monica Ritz. Her website is www.essential, E-S-C-E-N-T-U-A-L, S-C-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-O-N dot square dot net. Use the promo code RAWMIND. Use the promo code RAWMIND and you'll get a 15% discount. But let's get into the topic of, the, of today. It's, you know what? I'm glad you're here. So uh, here we go. Now last week, we had a lot of talk from Alex. And his mind, Debo was coming. He was jumping up and down the ceiling. I thought he came out the roof somewhere. I thought he jumped off the roof. He was in. He was so immediate. He was like, Debo is about to be a jet. He felt like he had the, the advantage. You know, Robert Salah. 
And by the way, all this 49ers coaching staff is everywhere in the NFL now. He thought he had advantage, but I was a lot. Get him over there. West Coast offense, West Coast style. You know, little fancy quarterback. You know, I want to call him um, Broadway. But he can't be Broadway Joe. So we had to find another name for your um your quarterback you drafted last year. And how do you feel about Debo now? Where do we go with Debo before we get into the Jets on draft picks? With Debo, with the 49ers, it's a tough situation because the issue isn't money. That was seems to be the biggest thing when we talk about another destructive wide receiver from that class and A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown just wasn't getting the money he was asking for. He didn't want to leave Tennessee. He just wasn't getting the cash. He was going to get that with Philadelphia, and I was getting paid, I think, about $16 million guaranteed a year, which is pretty big time. And with Debo, it's simply because he just doesn't seem to want to play there, which is a different reason. Um... I thought, honestly, when I first heard it, that the 49ers just weren't willing to pay him. And then I heard that they are. They're willing to pay him every single dollar that they want to. And then now he's just, no, I don't want to play here. I want to go somewhere else. I want to be just a pure wide receiver. I don't want to be this wide back like everybody's talking about. Which, honestly, as a Jets fan, I'm honestly not sure if that was not a blessing in disguise that the New York Jets didn't trade trade for him. Because I know Debo Samuel. He is good as a wide receiver. Is he good as a pure blood wide receiver one though? I'm not so sure. I know he right, showed right. it at points and intervals, but is he the kind of personality you want to also bring in? Because he kind of seems that he's a little maybe a little bit full of himself. Right. I'm right. not so sure, but I feel like I feel like as a Jets fan, although I did think Debo Samuel was a Jet at one point, I think like just how aggressive the Jets were getting Tyreek Hill that there was no way in the world they're gonna let Debo slip through their fingers. For them to hold on to the 10th overall pick and get a guy, Garrett Wilson, that I think comes in right away, makes an impact right away with Zach Wilson, I think, who I call uh, Wall Street Wilson. That's the name I got for Zach. But um, to have the Wilson-to-Wilson connection be a thing in the first, I think is going to be a lot of fun. And also, we're not having to pay him boatloads of money. We're not going to have to pay him $25 million a year to play wide receiver. So yeah, and the I think it right, definitely, right, right. at the end of the day, I honestly don't know what 49ers do. They're between a rock and a hard place because with how things are going, I genuinely think Debo is not playing with the 49ers next year. I think he's going to pull the Le'Veon Bell card and sit out if he does not get what he wants. Do I agree with that? No, because also we saw how Le'Veon, how that turned out for Le'Veon. And that's what somebody was telling me the other day. They was like, they were scared. It was like, if he pulls that, he might not even get nothing. Might not get yeah. the money he really won't. Um, but go ahead, finish up before I go into my raw thoughts. Yeah, he has uh, – oh, boy, I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, definitely, I think Debo, he has the talent to be a superstar. It's just that I don't know. And the biggest thing I always say about NFL player, how is it up here? How is it in the mind? And I think Debo may be a little bit full of himself and thinking a little bit too highly of himself as a pure blood wide receiver. I mean, we saw how explosive he was when he became kind of that wide back. So maybe that's just his calling. Some NFL careers aren't meant to last 15, 20 years. Some are meant to last about 10 to 12. And that may be just what Debo is. Maybe he's a part where he has to accept that. Um, but I honestly just seeing how adamant he is, I am not coming back to San Francisco. I think eventually either 49ers let him walk or trade him, or he's going to hold out and wait until that contract expired. Right, that's the only two ways, from what I'm hearing, that this ends. This is right. Raw thoughts is on the way, people. Raw 
Sauce, as a matter of fact. I don't have a seatbelt. I'm ready to strap in. I'm holding on to the chair, man. Before I even go into it, this is about to be raw thoughts with the, with the 49ers. Let me, let me see what I can find here. Let me see what I can find. Nah, nah, I can't even do that. All right, so here we go. You strapped up in the chair? You strapped up in the chair, Alex? I, I'm holding on, man. I'm, I'm going to give you the Stephen A, but I'm going to give you my raw thoughts at the end of it. I'm going to give you both sides. So I get both sides. Debo Samuel, you know, the first two years was hurt. Even hurt this year, but he was huge in the playoffs. So now he's saying, like, hey, look, I need to get paid. Cool. Great. Whatever. And I understand that. I'm, I'm a diehard Debo fan. It's respectably. So in my mind, you're paid a man. He needs his money. But this is the thing. Like, they're looking when when teams go after after the rookie contract or the rookie contract is almost over with, they're looking at stuff that happened amongst the, the rookie year. The first year we get to the Super Bowl. You know, Debo ain't really getting the end zone live, but he did have some 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 huge games. But it was just a little bit of everything with George Kittle that year. Then Kittle gets his payday. Next year, he was hurt just about almost every game. Now, this year, he's, like, playing, like, super, super well. Then he gets hurt, like, at the beginning of the season. He was kind of out. Then at the end of the season, he came on. Now, you, you see that. So, now I guess he's looking at the production. This is the first thing. This is for the San Francisco side. They're, they're saying, okay, gets hurt a lot. He gets done. But in our mind, we will still give him whatever because he's between this one to three year peak. We could probably see ourselves still in the Super Bowl race, like in the Super Bowl race, possibly winning in this one to three year realm with with Debo. Now, after that, who knows what's going to happen? Because Debo's style of play may not last. Debo Samuel playing running back, playing wide receiver. He's a physical guy. You know, most of those guys are not going to last 15 years. He's not a straight-up receiver. He's going across the middle trying to make plays, just staying there. But now, you know, also the 49ers is another thing to know because I'm a diehard for another fan, just like you're a Jets fan. The running back game, the running back situation was always banged up from the get-go. More start was out for the rest of the year. Um, Elijah Mitchell missed like one, two games. We still had – the thing with the 49ers, running backs can come down a dozen. Like, you really don't, you know, like necessarily need a uh, a running back. Um well, you need running backs, but it's not a star running back because all those running backs are still getting through that zone run style that Kyle Shanahan runs. So now you mix him in, bring him in, he gets a few touchdowns. Most of the touchdowns pretty much came from the backfield. So they're looking at the running style. Do we pay him as wide receiver or running back? I'm pretty sure the 49 said we'll pay you as wide receiver. You know, just, just, to, just to shut you up, just whatever you got to do. This is the next part. The 49 between this year, between March and through in training camp, they usually never pay nobody between that time frame. Like even Kittle, even on with Bosa, even that's that's another thing too. Why I made it before I go back to Debo, Bosa has been so generous this year because they're supposed to get big paydays this year, but they just say you know what, Bosa just gonna exercise your fifth year, so we can figure out this Debo situation and him being a team player. He's like, hey man, do what you gotta do, you know. He's like, do what you gotta do, you know. I would expect my money, but hey man, we trying to keep Debo, so I I, I get it. And the Forty Nines are trying to find ways to keep it happy or whatever happened. I feel like this. At the end of the day with the 49ers, they, what's up, my guy there? They have all the control at this moment with the contract. They have all the control. And here's why. Regardless if Debo sits out or not, regardless if he sits out, the 49ers still control it. If Debo wants to get traded, the 49ers are going to find a way to get whatever they want, even this King Ransom or somebody selling the house for that. Even if he sit out this year, if he sits out this year, he'll still, when he comes back next year, he wouldn't be a free agent. He'll become a restricted free agent that the 49ers will still have absolute rights to do whatever they want to with him. So 
even if that happens, he signed to sit out. To sit out, they have him in the restricted free agent area because he sit out a whole year, and technically he ain't played his fourth year of his free contract. So they have all access to him. So Debo is in a tough spot, even though he's saying I'm Debo, blah, 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 I'm gonna sit out. Cool, you sit out. But one thing about the 49ers, the 49ers are not gonna do anything or get rid of you unless they get what they want. And my, like my man, um, my man Dad, he's a diehard 49 fan. Um, Dad said Debo won't sit out, it's gonna hurt his stock. Dad, and then too, from what people say, he loves football so much. Even looking at Air On said the guy said he ain't gonna sit. He just he loves the game, he loves the work, he loves the craft. That's the part. That I know on this end of the four now we're talking about the four front office. They're saying like we have all this leverage, even if you don't want to be out, we'll figure it out. And from what a lot of analysts and people say, they say four are always good at managing egos better than any team in the NFL, you know, with a team that can actually win. So they find a way to get it done. So that's what's going on. He gotta get he got a rookie contract, he's still in the contract, they have rights to him. They're not probably gonna trade him until they get absolute what they want. And if you sit out this year. He becomes a restricted free agent, which means 49ers have him. Now, this is the Debo side. Debo saying, look, I'm not coming back to do all this work to play under rookie contract. Now, if he had a Baker Mayfield contract where he was making 18, 19 million in his last year of his uh, rookie contract, then Debo would be playing. But Debo is about to make under $4 million next year. And Debo is a whole workload on the 49ers offense, which means I get it. Like, dude, like, I'm not coming to play for, like, $3 million. And you can have me running the ball, catching the ball away, running here, running there. Then Debo may be thinking, like, I need to get my money now. And I'm, I'm telling you, I'm coming back play on a $3 million contract. Let's go and make this extension, do whatever now. And Debo probably looking at, I remember with Earl Thomas, try to get his extension with Seattle. What happened? Towards ACL or two or something, he gave him a finger because he never he knew he wasn't get his money. So Debo's at that process right now where he's saying, like, I need to have something, and it needs to be really good. It needs to be where I need to get my extension now because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know for my career what's going to happen. I don't know if I'm going to get hurt down the road. I need to go and collect my coins now. And right now, it's perfect. I don't know how they set the contract up with him only making $3 million. I don't even, And the way it sounds like to me that they didn't expect Debo to be this good. I knew they picked him early in the draft, but $3 million in his last year of his rookie deal, this type of player, he definitely deserves more. Although San Francisco has the power, he deserves more. He can sit out. I ain't gonna lie to be honest, Ross Bolts, the way the 49ers look at his body and the way he plays his style play, they probably like, they won't care how long he sit out. That's less time than we know. He ain't getting hurt in training camp. He ain't getting hurt. We can use him on the field. So look, his style of play, you don't need him running his body into the ground. You know, so I'm thinking he's saying get his money now, do it now. His, his agent, Tori Danny, is pretty much telling him now to get his money now. But he knows the 49ers. He knows the 49ers. Like people saying, like when people bring up rumors, he always saying that. Everybody knows, don't nobody know this, nobody know that. What I do know is this myself. The 49ers don't usually pay big contracts out. They may exercise a little small contract or take up a little something cheap, super cheap, under the under million dollars. And, and sign people like that. But a guy like Debo, Bosa, guys like Kittle and them who deserve big contracts, they're going to wait probably to during training camp to give them the big payday. But they never usually pay them right now. And I think Debo is in that mindset where he has to get paid like now. Even though we ain't practicing, even though we ain't playing football, he's in the mindset, I need to be paid now. I'm thinking like, hey, Debo, maybe wait till before training camp and then have your argument. I mean, it's end of April. 
You trying to get a big payday right now in April. Let's wait till the end of May and, and say something or, or, or talk or ask about big contracts. Although I'm a diehard Debo fan, I can't speak for him because he's the one taking the beating and going out there playing good football. I'm just saying, raw thoughts. Dude, let's see at the end of May what they're going to do right before training camp before you go into this rip raff of fighting. Um, Kittle contract wasn't even that expensive. And Kittle literally waited the entire year. I'm sorry, technical difficulties. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Alex? Yep, you're good. All right, so, you know, to the end of that year, to, like, so, for me, I'm just saying, don't. it's not too much of a risk, but I understand him. Maybe he wants his money. I don't know what he's trying to do with his money. And another thing, one more thing, Vol thoughts. Him hanging out with Mike McDaniels does no good. Mike McDaniels is a Miami Dolphin head coach. He's down there hanging out, training, doing all this stuff. Who knows what Mike McDaniels is telling him? We know he's not going to Miami. He was a ring game coordinator. So maybe it's a thing of my ring game coordinator gone. They had another guy gone. You bring in Brian Greasy as a quarterback coach. You got Anthony Lynn in there. You thought it would probably be a good, good fit, running back style-wise. But a lot of coaches have left. He even took Wes Welker with him. So, you know, the wide receiver coach that he learned a lot from. So, you know, things like that do play a factor when you get certain coaches. Those coaching departures do hit you. But for me, I'm just saying, like, look, Debo will get his money. Debo is in a situation where even if he sit down, the four nines still have power to him. It's all about what the 49ers are willing to say at the right moment for Debo. But either way, he still get a lot of money right now from him. But you go ahead, Alex. Yeah, I mean, rehearing everything you said, I mean, it's all—it's basically we're all just playing a waiting game at this point now because it's the same thing with the AJ Brown situation. We don't know, like, we really don't know if the 49ers are trying to talk into Debo, like, hey, come on, just give us some time. We're working this out for you. We want to do what we want to do for you. We want to pay you big time money. Just please don't throw this temper tantrum now and just come into camp and get ready to rock and. I just don't know. It seems like Debo's personality is kind of like, I want my money and I want it now, which is okay. Like, I understand wanting your money. But, like you said, like, Kittle was a guy that waited a long time for it. And I just don't see that personality in Debo. I think it's kind of becoming like, he just wants his cash now. And, like I said, I want, the, it, I want it now. Right. That's yeah, right. The last guy that I recall really being adamant about that was Le'Veon Bell. When the Steelers wouldn't give him that big extension. Le'Veon Bell threw that fit, sat out for a full season, and then when he finally come back, he was not in the best shape at all, and he turned out, he got his money, but he was never the same when he came back from Pittsburgh. When he became a Jet, and trust me, I know, because I, <laughs> I was mortified at how bad Le'Veon Bell was when he came in as a Jet, that he need, that, I don't want that for Debo. I really don't. I don't want to see Debo do all that, and just all of a sudden disappear. Like, I don't want that. So I think Debo really should come to a census and stay with the 49ers, but I, I don't know. I just none of us know at this point. It is just a giant waiting game. I feel like, you know, the 49ers had their chance to make the move in the draft to get some. I don't know. I don't see no teams giving up no star power 
to get Debo and, and let the star power come to San Francisco for just Debo. Look, yeah. I'm pretty sure the 49 probably going to ask for, like, I don't get no draft picks. I want this player in San Francisco, red and gold. You know, I, I look at it like that, too. So now, and that's the thing, like, teams are not going to give up but so much for um, Debo. They'll give up maybe a first round or win. But what if they ask for something like Deshaun Watson style? Not saying they're going to ask. Deshaun Watson sat out the whole year. Debo Samuel has been productive on the field outside of injuries the entire year. They can ask for, like, two first rounds. Some people are like, man, you're nuts. Or somebody may say, I want this player, that player for Debo. Or next year, first round, Ooh, you know. Yeah, so, and that's what I was sitting there thinking about. So, with that being said, all-star sports, accs.com. Visit my, my main man, my main my main woman, um, well, not main one, but big-time lady Jackie, man. She has a lot of sports apparel in this shop. Call her at 252-231-0238 or visit her website at sports, all-star sports, accs.com. Use promo code RAWMIND. Use promo code RAWMIND. You'll get a great surprise. And look, with that being said, she has everything in there, Alice. She has everything from the Jets uniforms to, to LA Chargers. She has NBA. She has whatever. When I say whatever, she has it all. So uh, now let's get to the NFL draft news. So for you, the floor is yours. The draft season yep. has came. We can talk about the Jets and whatever else you want to talk about. Well, I just want to say, if you're talking about the first round and who won it, the damn Jets should be in the conversation. <laughs> They pulled off the stunner. I did not expect them to go Ahmad Sauce Gardner with the fourth overall pick. I thought Robert Sala would be all over an edge rusher like Kayvon Thibodeau. But they pulled out the wild card and got Ahmad Sauce Gardner. I was a little bit upset, not at the player. I love Ahmad Gardner and what he brings to the table. Just that they didn't address the bigger need of edge rusher. But then, laid down the road, pick 10. They didn't trade it for Debo. The 49ers said no. They did offer it, but the 49ers said no, and the Jets went and got Garrett Wilson, who I believe is a plug-and-play guy. I think him and Zach Wilson are going to be a fun duo to watch. And a young wide receiver core of Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, and Braxton Berrios, with the potential that Zach Wilson has, plus the two tight ends they got in free agency. Zach Wilson has all the tools available to really take that second-year leap that is required for me to really believe in him as a, as a quarterback. I still do, even though he had a bad rookie year. But, and then also out of nowhere, Jermaine Johnson starts falling like crazy and to pick 26 where Joe Douglas makes the move and gets him. So the Jets get a starting edge rusher, a starting wide receiver, and a starting corner all in the first round, all with a tremendous value. Joe Douglas absolutely won the first round and got the draft on right now. The New York Jets have traded up to pick 36, and they are probably, if they get N'Kobe Dean here, the linebacker out of Georgia who is still on the board, I'm going to do even more backflips right here right now live on the air. Because it is... Yeah, this has been a very good... This has been a masterclass by Joe Douglas with this draft, man. It has been impressive. And then also, real quick, I just want to talk about, I don't know how anybody else feels about the fact that Trayvon Walker, when these draft boards were first coming out, he was projected to go about the mid-20s, and now all of a sudden, because he blew up the combine as the first overall pick. Am I the only one that thinks that is an absolutely insane reach, in my opinion? I re- Although he is incredibly athletic. His best stats were when he was playing on the inside of the defensive line at Georgia where he was still probably about the fifth best player on that defensive line. So right. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what Doug Peterson can do with him at Jacksonville. But if it works out, it could be pretty impressive, honestly. We will see about it. We will see. 
I, I looked at your team, Robert Salah, another 49er guy. He's pretty smart. He's um yeah, you got that right. So he's um he's a type of defensive guy. He ain't gonna do a lot of disguising. It's gonna be bend on break defense. So a guy like Sauce Gardner fits it because he ain't trying to send him on blitz packages. He's just trying to make sure you don't give up the big play. At least people can catch the ball in front of you. You make a play or you take the ball away like that. He ain't doing – DeMarco Ryan's is more of a disguise in the coverage type of guy since I've been since, – since he went been with the 49ers. Robert Salah's a guy, Ben don't break. I'm not letting you – I'm not running no blitz packages so you can beat me over the top. If you're going to beat me, you're just going to have to beat me between the numbers. And that's the type of guy that um, Robert Salah is. And I think Sauce Gardner actually fits that. Now, people are talking about us getting the Wilson kid for Debo. And I say to myself, i never seen the Wilson kid. I had a comparison. Somebody said they compared him to Stefan Dees. He's a great route runner, can make plays. But he isn't Debo Samuel. Some people said, if they throw in the 10th pick with Elijah Moore, no. that's got him. Then I'm saying to myself, then maybe we make that move. But now you don't make that move. So, I'm saying, like, as a, as a draft-wise, now, this is the thing. The Jets all Jets have a good coaching staff and process place. But you're in a tough division. You're in a tough division with the Bills. Miami is still there. And you got the, and you got the Patriots. Bill, Belichick, Bills Mafia. And Miami staying around. They actually did good, all of their five brown floors. Now, you got Mike McDaniel coming into the um, – Man, you get to play Mike Medaniel and Rob Salah get to play each other twice. San Francisco connection. But go ahead. Well, the New York Jets pick is in, and they take running back Brees Hall out of Iowa State with the 36th pick. So they didn't get your guy. Uh, they did not get N'Kobe Dean, and I am shocked they went running back that early. But overall, I think just with the talent Brees Hall brings, I dig it. Um, I think that'll be a good addition for the offense. Him and Michael Carter I think will be good. One-two punch in the backfield, make life easier for Zach Wilson. I think that'll be end up being a pretty good pickup for the Jets and Joe Douglas' squad. Um, but, yeah, just – I'm just shocked it's running back. Like, it's kind of the same thing with Sauce Gardner. I'm just like, running back? That seems like an odd pick for me. But so, I like your running back? For, for me not being a Jets fan, Raw Thoughts, and not following the Jets, Raw Thoughts, who's the running back that you got? Do you think this kid is going to come in and play right away? Um, it'll be a little bit of a dual backfield with him and Michael Carter, probably. They took Michael Carter in the fourth round of last year's draft, and he was pretty good in limited opportunities because he is a rookie, and they also had Tevin Coleman and also had Ty Johnson in the backfield. But that probably spells the end for Ty Johnson and brings in Brees Hall, who is a more power back. I think this could be this could turn out to be pretty solid, in my opinion. Man. All right, so outside of you guys, who in the NFL first round you thought had a good draft? Well, there was a couple teams that really did well, in my opinion, but the one that sticks out to me, the two actually that kind of stick out to me, is going to be the the Baltimore Ravens, and I'm also going to say the New York Giants as well. I'll start with the Giants because they got – Two of the best players of the of their position. They got Kayvon Thibodeau at pick five. I love Kayvon Thibodeau. I think he's the best edge rusher in this class. Pure athletic, a talent uh, beyond anything I've ever seen, really, with this team. And also, they get Evan Neal, the tackle out of Alabama, who is just a plug and forget about guy because you're going to put him into the team. 
you're going to forget about him because he's going to just light it up. So I think that's end up going to be a good one-two punch for them. And then the Ravens, they were able to wait all the way to pick 14 to get Kyle Hamilton, who I believe, when all said and done, will be the best player out of this draft at the safety position. Six foot four, just an absolute giant for the position. And then they also trade back up into the first round and get Tyler Linderbaum, the center out of Iowa, who I think is absolutely incredible. And that is good value as well. And also, I know they traded away a guy that Lamar Jackson's a fan of and Marquise Brown. And we'll see how that does for the offense. But really, when the offense is so based around the run game with Lamar Jackson, J.K. Tobbins coming back, I don't think it's going to be a big deal leaving them. So those two guys, I think, fit more what the Ravens are trying to do. Uh, I think they are. But, you know, Lamar is representing himself. How do you feel about his contract negotiations? That's a little bit – that's a tough pill. Um, I feel like trading Marquise Brown, a very good friend of Lamar Jackson's, is definitely nothing you should have done um, if you're trying to get him a big extension. But at the end of the day, I do think Lamar Jackson will stay a Raven. I do think he'll sign the contract because I just don't see the Ravens really thinking about – because this offense is not in a position to rebuild around another quarterback because you're not going to find another Lamar Jackson. If you get another quarterback, you're going to have to completely start your scheme from scratch again, which is not something I think Harbaugh is very crazy on because he loves what he does right now, which is run the damn ball down everybody's throat, and it works. So I think that they should give Lamar Jackson what he wants, and that's a big payday, and just say, hey, we know we traded away Marquise Brown, but we're doing our offense our way. So I think like that's just how they should go about that. Do they go get... From what we hear, news is Antonio Brown now. I they say Antonio Brown. What I was gonna say, like they say Antonio. I think it was money making on um, Floyd Mayweather saying that we'll pay twenty million if he asks someone to do something wrong. Back to whatever team it is. But go ahead. There's just no way. I I, I would not my right mind be able to bring Antonio Brown back into the NFL like. I get Hall of Fame talent, will be a Hall of Famer, absolutely what he did in the short span that he did in the NFL, that's a Hall of Famer. But there's just, that those antics he has put up since he's left Pittsburgh, it's just been insane. He cried and complained his way out of Oakland, just absolutely lost his mind at Oakland, then completely rejects a trade to Buffalo. When he gets traded to the Buffalo, he says, no, I'm not, I'm not going over there. And then... Just gets straight up cut, goes to the Patriots, does okay for like a game or two, then gets cut from there, then goes rejoins Sombra at Tampa Bay. It looks like he's finally cleaned his act up, plays good football, and then all of a sudden he's throwing off his jersey and waving to the MetLife Stadium crowd and walking out of the stadium. Oof. I'm just like, I can't watch you. On your Jets. On your Jets. Against the Jets, yeah, we are beating the Bucks that bad at that point. That was kind of a pat on the back moment, you know what I mean, man? <laughs> so it was like, we're, we're making fools rage quit up in here. I love it. But, um, but it's just, in my right mind, I cannot f- physically say the Ravens, one of the best-run organizations in football, despite what they put on the field every now and again. I just cannot logically say they're going to be the team to bring back Antonio Brown. I just can't. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm there too. I don't know what they're going to do. They're just going to have to figure it out through the draft or maybe a pop-up surprise or something may happen. But 
That's what I was going to say. The NFL news, seeing where does Baker Mayfield go? I think Baker Mayfield went. So there was really, I had two places in my mind. I was thinking Seattle and I was thinking Carolina. And I really wanted to see what both of those guys did in the first round. And right. it just so happened both those teams did not go Malik Willis. They held off on Malik Willis and took, respectively, they took Akima Kwanu, the tackle out of North Carolina State, and then they took Charles Cross, tackle out of Mississippi State. That shows to me that they are not taking a quarterback in this draft, which is a very smart thing to do, and they're waiting. And they're so, so you're I, saying they're sold on Sam Donald for one more year. Um, not Carolina, no. I think that's where Baker Mayfield does wind up. I think there's no way that Carolina logically looks at this and says, yes, we're going to roll out the guy that's seeing Ghost and has not changed a damn bit since he's left the Jets. No Seattle, roll out Drew Locke with those weapons, and I think you may do something. I think he may be okay. Won't be anything great, but he'll be at least be serviceable for a season. And then yeah, you come back next year. With the 49ers. Yeah, we keep Debo and and, and and Lance, and you end up with the Rams, Cardinals. They still looking yeah. at re, a rebuild year, but yeah. you know I feel but, like they're gonna still come in last. Go ahead. But it's better to do it next year than this year because next year the quarterback class is going to be loaded at the top. You're going to have C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State. You're going to have Bryce Young out of Alabama. Not to name anybody that may come up on the boards. Like name that pops to mind first off the bat is a guy like Anthony Richardson. The quarterback for the Florida uh, Gators. I've seen what uh, I saw sample size last year. I think he could make a massive leap forward with a new coach. So it really does depend how the board falls. But I think the talent in next year's draft is far more giving than this year's draft. So I think it's smart for both those teams to wait on drafting a quarterback. And for Carolina, I think they have more of the tools ready for a quarterback just to plug and play. I still think there will be a bad football team next year. Because I still think Baker Mayfield from Sam Donald not a massive leap up. And then also, I don't think Drew Locke and Baker Mayfield's a massive step up either. So I think neither team, honestly, I think should trade for him. But I feel like Carolina makes the most sense. Man. Yeah, for me, wrong thoughts. Uh, Carolina definitely makes the most sense. I just feel like those... Sam Donald can't be better than what he is. A lot of people saying, oh, what? Every time I say that, people say, are you nuts? Are you crazy? Something wrong? I'm just saying, I feel like Sam Donald could be better. Now, I feel like the problem with the Panthers is the O-line. They should have went in and drafted the O-line. Chris McCaffrey is like the perfect safety blanket. You take him out of it. Now you're forcing quarterbacks to go down the field without a guy like him where they can check down on certain plays. Now you're having them to force the football in places where it has to go. Baker Mayfield will be the perfect spot for him because at the end of the day, there's no need to have him on that roster. No one to show him why it's going to start. And he's just sitting there, you know, and then think about it. I feel bad for him in a way. People say he's immature, not a good leader. But dude almost played on a broken shoulder the entire season and still got the boot. I guess he got the boot with that, 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 that part too as well. So for me, that's where it's at. What do you see in the offseason right here? Before we go to that, PHP Eastern, PHP Eastern, 919-738-1507, or email Phil Lamprin at phpeasternnc at gmail.com. phpeasternnc at gmail.com. Use promo code RawMind. Use promo code RawMind. And he'll have some type of gift for you. 
Don't know which one it is, but it's going to be an important gift that you may like for your personal appealing. But that being said, man, actually, you need to take off the Eastern Alice because uh, he said he had clients all the way in Las Vegas and L.A. And he's right here in North Carolina. So with Ooh. that being said, I'm saying to myself, like, hey, look, just take off the Eastern, man. You know, just PSP, you baby. You know, that's what I'm sitting there thinking about. So uh, what is something you want to see NFL-wise that you can see happening trade-wise? Not even necessarily the draft. But a star player, star power, something going somewhere. Outside of the Debo situation, somebody outside of Debo. Um, <laughs> I would honestly say probably a Baker Mayfield trade. I would like to see where Baker gets another opportunity at. Clearly, his time in Cleveland is done. I think Cleveland did do him a little bit dirty. I do think that being the quarterback that brought them back, I know Baker Mayfield, the opinion on him is very decisive. I'm kind of in the middle of the road. He's not what he should have been as a first overall pick, but I still think he's a solid quarterback. I do think, though, that he was the quarterback to bring back the Browns to the playoffs. He was the quarterback to do that and also won a playoff game where he was the main reason they won that football game. He played well. So it is really a situation where I do think that if he's given another opportunity with a more stable franchise with some weapons as well, like Carolina, I do think Carolina has the weapons to make Baker Mayfield look good. I think that's honestly something I would like to see. I would like to see Baker Mayfield get one more shot in the NFL to prove that he is a true starting quarterback in this league. The one thing that hits my mind, I'm going to tell you now, because he was on Twitter trolling, trying to keep some still started, but in a funny way, so I get it. It's two teams I can see him going to. OBJ just came off the injury. I can see him going back to the Browns now that Deshaun Watson is there. On a cheap contract, or and I'm saying this now on the buyers level, coming to San Fran on a cheap contract because he stirred up something today. Now people seeing a vision of can OBJ, Debo Samuel, Kittle be on the same roster, you know, adding weapons to it. But I think right now his ACL injury, he's not going to be asking for a lot. He's a Super Bowl champion now regardless of his injury. Probably would have won the Super Bowl MVP. If he didn't get hurt, because he was lighting up the first half, yeah, I can see him going back to the Cleveland Browns. People said they could see him in um in Tampa Bay. I feel like he could go back to Cleveland right now and it'll be peaceful because he left peacefully. He didn't cause up no arguments. He didn't tear nothing up. We end up finding out he still got it. We found out that OBJ actually still had it. Baker was saying he didn't know whoever. We found out sometimes in life the facts show itself. Mm-hmm. He went to LA and produced compared to being in Cleveland and couldn't get the ball. And his dad was saying things that the show, I mean that, that Odell Beckham didn't say. But now his dad is saying, like, you know, hey, he ain't getting the ball. <clears throat> so when I look at him, I'm like, this kid really can still play. But I'm talking about he's gonna go to a contender team. Now, I'll oh, yeah. tell you now, the NFC South is just going to be pretty much the reason why Tom Brady came back. That's raw thoughts. The NFC South is going to suck. Matt oh, Ryan yeah. is actually left. We don't even know who the quarterback going to be for Atlanta. You know? I, matter of fact, I don't even know. Like, literally, even though <clears throat> literally, even though we knew how Matt Ryan was good and he played well, right? Matt Ryan never got hurt, really. Matt Ryan played just about every game. Win or lose, he was always available for every game. Now mm-hmm. you have a different guy on the snap who may be available every game, maybe not. But Matt Ryan has proven to be available every game. And now you have a new uh, situation with him not being in Atlanta. Now he's in Indianapolis, which could probably work out well for him. He'll have a strong running game, stuff like that. 
But now Tom Brady came back to the right situation because now Todd Bowles is the head coach. Am I right or wrong for the um, Yes, sir. Todd Bowles is now the head coach. Bruce Arian is taking yeah. a front office role. Right, right, right. So now you have that. Now, um, the Saints did pick up a good wide receiver from Ohio State. Now, can you keep Michael Thomas healthy? Who's going to be the quarterback? Is it going to be fully Jameis Winston's job? You know, since he had to come back after the QB carousel, everybody was trying to figure out where everybody was going. Now, these contracts wrapped up. So, I say that's a, that's a, a division that's pretty much going to be wrapped up. Tom Brady is just going to be winning that division just like the back of his hand, just looking at it like, hey, it's just no day at the office. That's probably why he came back outside of probably not being used to being home during the offseason, got to take orders from Giselle. So, you know, it, it's a different world. You know, in the fair, you got time, saying, place. There's a different place. reason why. There's a different reason why Tom Brady came back. He didn't like at yeah. home life with his wife. Uh, <laughs> well, no, yeah, 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 yeah. He probably was. Wrong And you mentioned that back of the hand stuff. Since we're doing raw thoughts in here, that's also what he's going to be smacking the rest of that division with. Like that is just going <laughs> to. If Tampa Bay does not just smack every single team both times they meet them. It's going to be a shocker to me. Maybe, <laughs> I can maybe see the Saints with their defense sneaking a game out on him. Right, right. But other than that, there's no way. Carolina will get blown out twice. Atlanta sure as hell get blown out by everybody next year. And then, like I said, maybe the Saints sneak a game. But that division, you can go ahead and just put it on lock. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are winning that whole thing. And, and that's what I'm going with. The AFC North? Cincinnati won that without an offensive line. Now they went and rebooted the offensive line. They probably going to draft even more offensive linemen. I don't think they need skilled players right now. I don't think they're in a huge need for skilled players. So if they get that, that's a whole different, whole different division. I feel like that division is for them. I feel like Cincinnati wins that one. The NFC North is going to be Green Bay's until Aaron Rodgers retire. Now, will they do anything? We go to a Super Bowl, anything like that? Probably not. He's going to make a lot of money. But I don't see him going. Your thoughts? So I don't want to. I don't want to keep just giving my raw thoughts. No, you're good. Yours in. I'm, I'm throwing. I'm throwing them in when I get them. Um, yeah, NFC North. I don't see Green Bay losing that. Um, Detroit is still a joke right now. They still have a long way to go before they're anything. Minnesota right, right. is the absolute picture of being average. And then Den and then Chicago. I think is still about two years away from really being what they could be with Justin Fields because they have no right. weapons for him at the moment. I agree. I agree. Now we go to the AFC South. Titans just lose their big playmaker at receiver. You got mm-hmm. Derrick Henry, Julio Jones. Are they still the same? Do they still win the division? Or do we say the Colts are, are, are back to take the throne? Or do we have a surprise with the Jacksonville Jaguars? Because I ain't even talking about Houston. I feel sorry for Stingler. Yeah. I, I'm praying for him. He's just got to yeah. do these rookie years and get up out of Houston. But go everybody, ahead. <laughs> pray for Stingley, everybody. <laughs> Um, it is definitely. I honestly think next year I'm gonna. My favorite is right now the Colts. I think the Colts have a better roster around them. I think the Colts honestly, bit of a hot take here, but I think the Colts have a better quarterback. Um, I am not a Ryan Tannehill guy. I oh, think no he's, he's incredibly overrated, and I think that he is the vice of that team because he's just like I said, he is the epitome of average. Like he he's good at times, but when it comes down to it being his time to produce, right. he fails. Like he, like the past two straight years, when it comes down to the playoffs, Ryan Tannehill has choked, 
And then you even go to this past season. In the regular season, there are multiple times. Even against the Jets, he choked. Like, he was awful against the Jets when it came down to crunch time. Oof. And in the playoffs, he threw three interceptions. It is just that I just cannot fathom that the Titans are going to continue to, A, run Derrick Henry into the dirt, and, B, I just can't see them winning that division with the holes they have on defense. Now the hole they have a true wide receiver one, although I like Traylon Burks a lot. I just don't see – I think the Colts, with the tools they have, which are solid, with a good defense, a great offensive line, and one of the better running backs in the league in Jonathan Taylor, I think that the, the Colts, this is their division to lose. That's going to be interesting Um, two games in that division, seeing the Titans and the Colts play because it may start off with a heavy dose of running. Jonathan Taylor, healthy Derrick Henry. But now I may get into the passing game, and you're right. I believe Ryan Tannehill, although he got my name, Ryan, he has he got off when he got to um apparently Variable likes his style and he got overpaid to me because you gave him guaranteed like 60 million, maybe, but he's yeah. not a guy that's gonna win football games or put the game in his hands. So you gave him that much, I guess, to manage it. I said, shoot. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo could do that, or probably yeah. better. But I mean, so I'm saying <laughs> I think he's better than Ryan Tannehill to me, honestly, regardless of what people say. You know, I think he does have a, a step over Ryan Tannehill. Um, Matt Ryan, no question, better quarterback. Mm-hmm. Toughest division right here might go with you right now. To me, it, it's took an over for the second. But maybe we'll see something different in the regular season because the NFC West has always been tough. But now we're going to switch it over and push it to the AFC West. Who you got? Man, probably the most loaded division in football, right? I mean, I like every single quarterback. I like right. all the weapons. I like the defenses. Like, it's going to be pretty special to watch. I am going to go ahead and say I think the Denver Broncos win the division. I just think Russell Wilson is a, I think Russell Wilson is a complete game changer. Cortland Sutton is a, is a good wide receiver. Jerry Judy, I think, if you're a fantasy guy and you want a wide receiver on the low budget, you get Jerry Judy in the later rounds because I think this is going to be his breakout year with a star quarterback. Um, I think that Denver is about to take a leap forward, and I'm gonna I'm here for it. It's been too long since Denver's actually been a good football team. So I think Man. Denver, and with their defense as well, I think that Denver is going to take the leap and just edge out the Kansas City Chiefs for the division crown. I got the Raiders finishing third, and the Chargers, honestly, it could be between the Raiders and Chargers for third and fourth place. Like, they honestly could tie for both. I mean, I really don't know. This division, you could have possibly, and I'm saying this is a genuine possibility, all four of those teams could be playoff teams. They genuinely... No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That was the end of my point. I'm going to Chargers. Okay. Russell Wilson is 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 there. I'm not really so – I know he's good, but he's not like he's – he's I played against him. The Chargers have this – this great nucleus made some some big moves in the offseason, playmaking moves. Um, uh, Kansas City did lose, but people say you can't bet on that number 15. Raiders I still have last, although they did get Devontae Adams. I just think the Chargers make the leap this season. They beat Kansas City twice last year mm-hmm. with the teams they had. I want to say once or twice. I might be wrong. I, might, I think it might be twice. And they beat they did, they did beat them twice. They even beat them at home. They beat them yep. at their house and stuff. So um, 
What I'm saying is, uh, I, I like the style. I like what they're doing. This could be one of the divisions that may just really like have people uh, just NFL ticket. Hey, I'm watching every last one of these games. This is the division where you say, look, NFL ticket, turn me to these games at on the East Coast at 4 o'clock. Forget about the 1 o'clock games. I want to see these guys at 4 o'clock. Because technically on the Pacific side, they're playing at 1 o'clock. You're talking about steals. Now, I will say this about the Broncos. I don't know how I managed to do this. I picked two quarterbacks first. I picked Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, my fantasy last year. Came back with uh, Travis Kelsey. Then I came back with the steal. Everybody looked at me like I was nuts with Javante Williams. Everybody looked at me like I was crazy. I got him in the, I got him in the fantasy last year. I'm going to tell you now. He's a real deal. He is a real deal. And that's what's going to allow Denver and the Chargers to compete for the AFC West title. But I'm not still going to count out number 15 and Andy Reid in that offense. I just feel like the Chargers have more experience, more more team cohesiveness together. Although Russell is out there with Sierra, they're out there doing a lot of team drills like super, super early to get like used to his receivers and know who they are. I just feel like Justin Herbert is that one. I think this is his moment. I think this is his time. I think it's time to go over the bar. It's either now or never because people are going to look. He's going to have high expectations right now. Oh, the yeah. defense that he got, with, with even with Justin Jackson over there, um, Khalil Mack, Bosa, whew, Derwin James. Whew, they're, expecting to, they're expecting to boat up the city in L.A. with this team. But that's my raw thoughts on that one. NFC West, who you got? Everybody, I know who you got, but we, we, we'll go for there. NFC West, I will t- I'm going to take the L.A. Rams. Followed closely, if they play the right guy, the 49ers. If they play Trey Lance and are not stupid and keep riding Jimmy Garoppolo, I think the 49ers come in second. Cardinals come in third. Seattle finishes last. And I think it's close between San Francisco and... And L.A. because you even saw throughout the season, they were neck and neck, blow for blow, even in the regular season. So the 49ers know something there. They can they can counter them. But it's all about playing the right quarterback. Stop with the Jimmy Garoppolo BS. Play the guy you drafted third overall. You did it for a reason. You know what? And I agree. And I feel like the 49ers going to win division. I feel like this is the time that Kyle Shanahan actually gets it right. Kyle Shanahan has to run his offense. I'm gonna tell you something that hit me, even though he didn't want him at the time. He liked Kirk Cousins, but we had that read option with Mike Shanahan, and he was office coordinator with uh, RG3. They could always go over the top, and he was throwing. RG3 was throwing the ball a lot over the top. I feel like with Debo, Brandon Ayuk, and Trey Lance got a connection. Debo could just about Debo did get some 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 reps from him. You got George Kittle. I'm just looking at this wide receiver court, and everybody keeps talking about like it's not nothing. Brandon Ayuk is really good. He's going to get a quarterback this year that's going to really get him the football. George Kittle is probably the top two best tight ends in football. You have Debo Samuel, you bring him back, you have a game-changing type of player. The running backs, it could be whoever. I could be in the backfield, probably get 100 yards a game. But uh, I'm just saying, so, I because I felt like Jimmy G was a guy who's going to force the ball down Debo's throat. If he's handing it to him, or he's throwing it down to him the field. I feel like Trey Lance is going to move the ball to whoever is open. I feel like mm-hmm. Trey Lance is more mobile. I feel like Trey Lance, just like Alex, like Patrick Mahomes, sat behind Alex Smith that first year. What happens? Ever since then, 
Patrick Mahomes has been the AFC Championship every single year since he's yep. been the starter. So I feel like Trey Lance has that ability to move the pocket, move around wrong. People say they don't believe in him. I think this is the perfect offense for him. I think that's why they say even if they keep Jimmy G, we'll just pay respects because Jimmy G respectfully didn't do anything, didn't bash the team and that like that. We'll give him 25 million. We'll let him sit unless we need just case Trey Lance get hurt. But I'm just telling you, Trey Lance is for real. Guys, George Kittle has already compared him to Josh Allen. Big quarterback, big on, can run. That's what we need out of this division. Matthew Stafford ain't going to be able to be mobile and run out of the pocket like that. Mm-hmm. I'm still not sold on Kyler Murray. Seattle already getting ready for the draft already while we're looking at the draft. So I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> so I feel like the 49ers, the skies and coverages, they lose Odell, they lose Robert Woods, you got Cup. I don't even know who the Rams, the other receiver they got. They got Cup. I don't even know who the other receiver is. Did they get somebody? Did get Who talking about here? The Rams. Did they pick up some another receiver this year? Uh, Allen Robinson. Yeah, Allen Robinson from from the um the Bears. From the Bears. Big 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 move. Big move. Running back wise, I always now outside of the the NFC Championship, the 49ers always for some reason have uh they always for some reason have the Rams number, even with Sean McVay outside of outside of the. The miscues or whatever, they just pretty much the Rams just ran a, a full blown pass rush and they threw Jimmy G off. But Jimmy G has really pretty much beat the Rams every single time he had them, you know, in this, you know, good years. And when the 49ers are actually good and they're in playoff status, they always beat the Rams. That was just this year, they just they missed it. So I'm just saying, you know, looking at this and, and, and looking at it now, Trey Lance is, is right now is ready. Right now, raw thoughts. Trey Lance ain't got no choice but to be ready. Because oh, yeah. I don't know what Kyle Shanahan going to do. Kyle Shanahan drafted him. This is supposed to be your guy. If you don't get it done, because your daddy was under those Super Bowl winning teams, it's going to come a time where Jay York going to be saying, Kyle, let me talk to you for a minute. You know, so it's time like he has to get – because every guy, the real reason why Kyle Shanahan has been around, regardless, he's been in the NFC Championship twice. See, when Jim Harbaugh got fired, he had Trent Baalke as his GM, who's GM in, um, in Jacksonville. He went to the NFC Championship all three years, never missed playoffs. We missed playoffs one year, it was eight and eight. And they, they got rid of um um Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, the first year, Kyle Williams mucked up the punch, could have went to Super Bowl that year. The next year, they come back in Atlanta win. The next year, the Richard Sherman play keeps um and the four downs on the road to tie playoffs under Jim Harbaugh. That that kind of gets that. So now you got Kyle Shanahan who's missed playoffs. They have they always say he had the players, they weren't healthy. Jim Harbaugh had guys healthy. Uh, Kyle Shannon didn't have his guy at quarterback, even though they got Jim Garoppolo. That still wasn't his guy. You know, now he has his guy out of all the guys from Matt Jones to Justin Fields. You pick Trey Lance. So at the end of the day, hey, this your guy now. There's no excuse. You got to put up a shut up. And I think it's one more division. Is it one more division? Oh, the one and only, the NFC East. The NFC East. The NFC Beast. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Give me the Philadelphia Eagles to win the division. I think that trade for A.J. Brown does change some things. I'm still not a Jalen Hurts guy. I don't see him as a franchise quarterback. But when you get a star wide receiver like A.J. Brown, I'm willing to let you see what you can do. If you show up now that you got a number one guy 
something that the Eagles haven't had since, what, that Super Bowl run where Nelson Aguilar went on God right. mode in the playoffs. Right. I think that will be – I think that I can consider giving you guys a break for that one if you're a Philadelphia fan. So I will definitely go ahead and say, yep, go for it. Let's see what you can do, Jalen Hurts, with A.J. Brown as wide receiver one. Coming in second, I'm honestly going to say – I'll probably give it to Dallas coming in second. I think the Commanders come in third, and then fourth, the Giants. Whew. It pains me to say this. Um, I've been looking at it and, and thinking about the NFC East. So I was thinking about how the Commanders, even though people saying Carson Wentz, Carson this, that, they always say Carson Wentz never really had no game-changing receiver. Now he has Terry McLaurin, who can game-change all over the field. You got Gibson in the backfield, a strong running game now, and you got Logan at tight end. You're supposed to have a pretty good defense now with the, with the, the, um, the front and four rushing, if they're healthy. That's one thing. I put it like this. The Washington Commanders will be better than what people think they are. Now to the Giants. They already then told you already they're not um, picking up Daniel Jones' option. So with that being said, they already waiting for the next year's draft trying to figure out who's going to be the quarterback. They're already ready to find another quarterback already. I don't know what that's going to be. Unless Daniel Jones comes out and play lights out. So I, I they last still amount of thing. Jalen Hurts got a lot of pressure on a whole lot of pressure now. A lot of pressure to put up a shut up because not only that they gave you the receiver core, they gave you the weapons. They didn't believe it you believe in you from the get-go. Now you really got to prove hey we gave you these weapons. Are you ready to stay here in Philly or we're gonna move on? So now this is your probationary period for one year to show what you got. We give you what you need. Let's see what you can do. Roth thoughts to me, Cowboys still win division, bad as it pains me, because I feel like in this division, that, oh, man, <clears throat> that Prescott does enough to beat these NFC least players. He can do enough to beat these guys. I think he's the better quarterback out of all of them. We got Lamb. No, they don't have Cooper no more. They'll find somebody else to put in there. You still got Jarwin. You still got Zeke. You still got – um. The other kid, the backfield guy, ah, number 30, number 30. I didn't forget 30. See, that's that's where I'm at right now. The other running back for the, the Cowboys. See, uh, Tony Pollard. Yeah, Tony Pollard. So now you have guys around. I think Dak Prescott is better to win the division. Not saying they're going to go anywhere and do anything in the playoffs. I feel like he has enough to still win division in, in Dallas. So that's what I'm going with. But uh, that's about it. Any more NFL things you want to talk about? Before we get off air, anything you got on your mind? Did we cover the AFC East? I apologize. AFC East, <laughs> AFC South, AFC North, AFC East, we did not. You are correct. Well, there we go. I think. Oh, the, boy. <laughs> I think the AFC East will be won by the Buffalo Bills. I still think it is their division to lose. They're still the best team there. In second place, I have the New York Jets. I think that Zach Wilson, with the tools that he has now, better protection, and his second year in the league will make the massive year two leap and will show why he was the second overall pick. Miami, I think, finishes third because of their dynamic offense. and I, But I do think it's limited by Tua. And I do think the Patriots end up last. But... This situation where I don't think the Patriots finish last with a horrible record of like four wins. 
I think they could honestly finish last with seven, eight wins. Just because when you look at these teams, which team improved the least amount and did almost little to nothing in free agency? It would be the New England Patriots. Yeah, but they I always do that. They, do, they did nothing, and then in the first round, they took a guy out of Chattanooga that was going to be there in the third round. I'm just like, so That's I think that, they um, took that um the L.A. Rams are trying to get. That's what Bill yeah. Belichick does. Bill Belichick go get these no-name colleges, no-name players, but he always find a gem in them. He's, he's built on that and find a gem and making them believe, giving them an opportunity that most people would not even look at. And he finds yeah. a gem in them because he can – if he can find – what I even my cousin played back in the day for um for Bill Belichick. He said this guy's a pure genius and finding gems out of nowhere. He said he can take a regular guy as long as they can run this system, he can he can use him and, and, and put him in multiple ways. Anyway, back to what you were saying. Bills, I got I got the Bills. I just feel like it's still hard to go against. The brains, the mastermind of Bill Belichick. He always got a way. He always had to find a way to disguise coverages, make things happen. I'm going to just say Bills first and the other three in a tight second. The other three in a tight second because Tua got a lot of pressure on them too. Like we were talking about on um, Jalen Hurts. This offense, Mike Bedanis has put him in position to be successful. If he can't be successful in this offense, his career is going to be paper thin. Um, Bill Belichick can coach his way to victories with defense. Matt Jones got another year in the offense. He's going to get better. The only thing that's hurting Matt Jones, he ain't got Josh Bedanis done no more. So I don't even know. I think Matt Patricia, the offense coordinator, which is a defensive guy, that could be awful. That's why Bill Belichick is trying to run, trying to figure out how to learn offense. I don't know how. That's going to be my issue with the Patriots, not having a true offensive coordinator to groom the second-year quarterback. That's why I feel that. That's why I'm at. Now, the Jets have a style that, not saying Bosley, has a 49er-style offense. Matt LaFleur runs it in, in, in Green Bay. You're running it in the Jets. I know Mike McDaniel going to run it in Miami. So, you know, this style of play is going to be comfortable and smooth to keep Zach Wilson not doing anything to put some under pressure. Now the weapons you drafted. So I say it's a tight second because I haven't seen you guys on the field by paper. We're saying by paper. Mm-hmm. We've seen years of Bill Belichick on paper with Tom Brady and even last year getting to playoffs. Miami was pretty good at the end of the season, but still fired their coach. Mm-hmm. But now you bring in a guy like Mike McDaniel, you have some. The Jets are really getting better. You know, Robert Salah had a first year, so I feel like they're going to be better. So I'm giving all you three guys, your Jets, Miami Dolphins, Patriots, close second. I'm not giving nobody no third, no fourth. I'm giving y'all close second. I got the Bills because I don't really know which one of you three are going to take it to the next level. It's going to be fun to see. Yeah. What do you say? It's going to be fun to see which team makes that leap because – Two of them had second-year quarterbacks, Mac Jones, who personally I think we've already seen kind of his ceiling last year, kind of that game manager guy that can do well for you, but I don't think he's going to do anything spectacular. You had Zach Wilson, who struggled early, got hurt, came back, and was a completely different quarterback. And then, of course, you have Miami, who has question marks about Tua and how much they believe in him. So it's going to be interesting to see how those three teams, if getting Tyreek Hill helps Tua a lot, if Zach Wilson – turns into something special here in year two, 
And it's kind of the same thing there with um, Mac Jones. Hey, and with that being said, man, Raw Mind Sports has been great today, man. You subscribe to Raw Mind Sports. If you didn't see this, well, for people who haven't seen the episode, you can go on the audio podcast and tune on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. So with that being said, plug yourself in, Alex, and let them know where they can find you at and where to subscribe. For sure. On the Robson Sportscast, you can find the show on any major media uh, platform in terms of where you get your podcasts from. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, you name it, the show is on it. And you can follow the Robson Sportscast on Instagram at the Robson Sportscast. You can also catch me on the Warzone Sports Network YouTube page every now and again. We bring a fire over there. Man, this has been a lot of fun. Again, I really am honored to be on here, man. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, thank you, man. With that being said, Raw Mind has going to let Alice Robinson leave the Raw Mind Zone. Eyes open and listen. This is Raw Mind Sports, another edition.